if you had not made that decision is what Napoleon Hill talks about and all great leadership is the decision to move. When you move, things will move. Like Ludacris said, when I move, you move. Right? Welcome to the LaDocha Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of La Dolce Vida, which, you know, or I should say where we break down the formula on what it takes to be a fearless and fabulous woman in the world today. So if you're an executive climbing the ladder in your career, or maybe you're a female entrepreneur, this is the show because what I love about my job, it's not really a job, is that I seek out the most amazing women that are leaders uh, and helping empowering um, other, other women to really live a fulfilled life. And so today I am bringing on Christy Rutherford, and let me tell you a little bit about this woman. It's pretty impressive. She is a globally recognized leader. She's also a keynote speaker, leadership coach, and this is also impressive too. She's the author of publishing five number one best-selling books on Amazon. Now, it's not that that's impressive to write five books, but the time frame that she did it was in eight months. So when I hear people say, "I don't have time to write a book," Uh, Christy did five, number one in eight months. Okay. So (laughs) I just have to give her props. Uh, she is also a Harvard business school alumna, uh, alumna. Uh, she's also a certified executive leadership coach from Georgetown university, and she's been featured in Forbes twice. Uh, she is also, or is the 13th African-American woman to achieve the rank of commander in the U.S. Coast Guard's 225-plus-year history, where her demographic was 0.1%. So that's the equivalent of a lieutenant colonel um, in in the Army, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Christy responded to the needs of the citizens in New Orleans two days after Hurricane Christine. Katrina, and had a three-year congressional fellowship with the House of Representatives. So this is pretty impressive body of work. Uh, Christy's academic portfolio also includes an MBA, and this is a fun fact, and a pastry chef diploma. That sounds pretty yummy. Among her many professional accomplishments, her national recognition includes Harvard, Harvard Business School's 2018 Launching New Ventures Pitch Contest Grandmaster Champion, Cambridge, Cambridge Who's Who Amongst Executives and Professionals. So Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Thanks for inviting me, Heather. I'm excited to share some insight with your audience. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm 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 an ex-workaholic <laughs> <laughs> who now just use my energy and passion to just serve on a greater scale. So thanks for inviting me. I love it. You know, and I think it's funny when people say or label other people workaholic because to me it's it's not like um you know, it's like when you're doing something that you love, it's really not work. It's other people, they're not, they're unhappy. They're not fulfilled. Um, so that they're, you know, kind of projecting onto you. And so today this is really interesting because the topic we're going to be talking about is the three C's that will allow women to live a life of total fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So before we get into the topic, I was wondering if you could share with me briefly when you did not feel fulfilled in your life where were you what happened maybe it was a couple different moments and mm -hmm. how did you know that you weren't in the right place you know I was interested about my career I actually spent 16 and a half years in the Coast Guard and to achieve all of that during my career I resigned at 16 and a half years which is three and a half years shy before retirement I would have retired two years ago and I had it all and I was successful and I had this rank and prestige and six figure career and all the success and all these degrees, but I was so miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like when I think about the success of my career, even though I was successful in that career path, I always knew I belonged somewhere else. I always knew that there was something else for me to do. And I would look out of the window <clears> and say, <throat> the business world is missing me right now. Like, even though you're successful in one area, that doesn't mean that that's going to keep you fulfilled. So a lot of times we get these jobs thinking that, you know, I've made it, but secretly at night by yourself, you're like, yeah, you know, there has to be more to life than this. So I had a boss who came and made the decision easy for me because he harassed me to, to the point of I'm done. And, and so I jumped off a cliff in the darkness and, and I ran away. And I tell people, I ran away from my career like Tina Turner ran from Ike in that white suit. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? And I was just done. And, and after getting to a you know, safe space and, and having some reflection and investing all these money into these conferences, that's, that wasn't the plan for my life. That was my plan. That wasn't the plan. So now I'm on the trajectory of where I belong and now spreading my wings and serving other women. But at the end of the day, that's, it's, are you fulfilled? Are you unfulfilled? And if you're not, what are you going to do about it? I, I love it. You know, and every powerful woman has a story. I mean, you wouldn't be where you are today with all of your experience if you haven't uh, pushed through your fear, right? Yes. And, and would yes. you say in that moment, you know, because you said you're leaping into the unknown. So what was your I mean, your, your thought process when you were leaping, uh, and this is going to, I know, help other women, um, how, do, were you coaching yourself in the moment? Like, what was going through your mind? I had a coach, and my work environment had become so toxic with this one person, but he only, Heather, he only gave me permission to do what I wouldn't have done anyway. So people either change through inspiration or they change through desperation. And so I had become comfortable in my uncomfortability. You know, I had yeah. become comfortable in my misery. I being disrespected, I was 0.1%. So when I walk in a room, you've probably never seen another black female officer before. So I had become comfortable with being disrespected. I had come to expect being harassed or being one of, you know, 
one of the only black women in the state <laughs> and, and make a room with 250 white men and not flinch at all. And I had become comfortable being uncomfortable. And so as I started being harassed, it, it started to exacerbate and show what I had not been managing for that 10 year period, that 10, 15 year period. Like, so he kind of just made me look at everything that I sacrificed to achieve high levels of success and to be single and secretly lonely. And, you know, it, it made me look in the mirror and say, I gave all this up for success and was it worth it? So mm. that's when it came down to no, <laughs> you know, I've spent, you know, the better part of my adult life fighting to be respected and working endless hours to be accepted and, you know, prove competent and all these other kind of things. But, you know, and so to have that juicy starburst Skittles life that we think that we're promised in our 20s and that we're going to have and to finally face myself and say, Chrissy, you are so freaking miserable. And I was sick. Um, it's time for you to do something different or you're going to die. You, you can die in this job. And I've met so many women, Heather, who talk about this, but who are so sick and they won't leave the very job that's creating the conditions that they have. Mm. You know, it's such an interesting story. And we still see that, you know, today, regardless of, you know, the, this amazing woman's movement, how women are still struggling to, to kind of get their seat at the table. Um, and be respected, especially by, by men, uh, mm -hmm. particularly white males uh, that are mm -hmm. in power. And, and there's some amazing, don't get me wrong, there's some amazing men that mm -hmm. truly want to embrace the feminine energy so that there's a balance. So what is one of, one of the things that you can say that women are climbing the ladder, it doesn't matter, it could be in their career or being an entrepreneur looking for uh, getting an, an investor or whatever capacity, uh, how can we really challenge, you know, them in that way, or, or I should say stand in our power when we're faced with those situations like, like you were? I think the, the greater part of, of what I started to realize was I spent so much time building my professional persona that I didn't and that was it. That was my sacrifice. That was my 80 hours a week. My whole time was spent building myself professionally that I never worked on my personal person. I never worked on Christy, the, the human. I worked on Christy, the professional. So I built this brand. Think about K-Spade. K-Spade is a brand, but K-Spade is also a soul. So whenever you're starting to suffer, whenever the person suffers, just the person is never as big as the facade and the brand. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I think about these leadership trainers and they teach people about executive presence and let's talk about authenticity, you're, you're talking to my illusion, my brand. You're not talking to me. So a lot of women, as we rise and, 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 and you start to get into deeper, I would say challenges because the higher you go, the more challenges you have. Absolutely. <laughs> and solid, yeah. And who you are, people won't even listen to you when you have problems. Like I, I was calling people and I'm like, Hey, like I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, like I'm stressed out. I'm having panic attacks, but they couldn't even see the soul that was suffering. They only saw the brand and the facade that I created to protect myself right from the world. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, women, we are, we are spirit beings. We are light beings. We're soul. We are heart. We are compassion. And to cover all that stuff up for, to, to work in a male dominated environment, when you really get in trouble, 
who can you really talk to? You know, who can, who could Kate Spade really talk to and say that she had challenges? And people were like, well, she was, you know, she should have said she was depressed. I'm like, Kate Spade said she's depressed? Please, never. <laughs> never. So, so, so the men can laugh at her, the men that she's competing with can say, oh, she can't handle it because she's a woman. So we kind of get trapped, Heather, in these, the, 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 the cross of, oh my God, my soul is suffering, but the brain is not supposed to suffer because I'm the strong woman. And that's where a lot of women fall down. And if we could find the, you know, find the time to invest in ourselves and in, in our personal self and take the time to whether get a coach or go to some events and build that person. If I step in the room now, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> like, I love it. You know, so that's what we need to do. I love it, you know, and you really had, I'll call it the, the Shiro's journey yes. of really knowing who you are. Um, yes. My quote is, you know, when you know who you are, it's like having a superpower. And so you uh, really, uh, you really did that. You, you embraced it. And so this, this kind of takes me to the first point where we're going to talk about is getting really clear on your vision. I talk about mm -hmm. this a lot, but I want to know uh, when you had that moment of what you're doing right now, like you were so crystal clear on your vision. So uh, let's talk about that and why having a, a clear vision is so important. When I think about some of the women that I talk to and I say, hey, what's your plan for five years? They have nothing. And, and well, what about next year? What is it? If I could be your magical fairy godmother from Wakanda, you know, <laughs> and we could just say, poof, you know, this is your life. What does it look like next year? And they can't tell me. And I'm like, so if you can't see yourself from where you are, but you can tell me about everything that happened to you over the past five years, isn't any wonder why you feel stuck and like you're going in circles. So if you're able to visualize yourself, visualize a greater life. And, and for the most part, Heather, women have so, a lot, and I talk to a lot of successful women, have so given up on the notion of, can I really be happy? Or do I really deserve happiness despite <laughs> mm -hmm. all of the success that's been gained? So for me, it was 2009 when I worked on the Hill and I actually, you know, they said we work from nine to five and in the Coast Guard, I worked from six to 10. So I had all these free hours, Heather, <laughs> <laughs> nine to five. And you know, what am I going to do? So I started watching Oprah and I started, uh, you know, reading Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and Louise Hay and all these spiritual leaders who talked about, vision and joy and love and freedom and peace in the universe and so I became this hippie almost and that's the that's the same time that I got my coaching certification so with coaching we spent the first three months getting our closets in order and then we spent the next three months figuring out how to help other people and so all this stuff came together and I started to visualize this life like when I retire because I'm not giving up my money when I retire, you know, I want my office to be outside and I want to be a great blessing to other people and I want to be a coach full time and I want to be able to spend more time with my family and I want to be able to, if I want to do it at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday with the guy, I should be able to, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I had this fantasy life of, of what I wanted and, and for the most part, I unknowingly activated the law of attraction, Heather, because the law of attraction works whether or not you know it, it works. So I wrote it down, I would speak it and I would visualize this life. So when you think about my career and how I'm able to, to tell the story with a smile on my face, because it's tragic, depending on how you want to, to use the perspective, I got what I wanted. Like, this is the life that I wanted. So how can I be mad at the story of how it happened? And I walked away from my six-figure career with three and a half years after retire. 
Wow. What a great story. And, you know, I, I am definitely in alignment with what you're saying. I mean, you've got to write it down. You've got to, if you can't see yourself, then, you know, you're not going to find a way to make it happen. You're not going to mm-hmm. line up with the right people and resources. So, okay, first thing, you, you create your vision. And this is the second, your second step. And I know this gets a lot of women stuck to where they're not taking action and then they're in their same career or they're doing the same mm-hmm. thing in their business that they're not, um, you know, inspired to do. And, and that's really, you know, the courage to mm-hmm. take a leap. Okay. Yes. So, so how do we really take a leap when we don't know what is going to happen on the other side, even though we got the vision, you know, yeah. we, we don't know what's going to happen. So I think for the most part, we're taking a leap. The vision starts first. So even though you're not going to have the full vision, you have to give yourself permission to be happy. Like, you know, there is this life that I was sold and there was this life that I gave up. And I remember being happy before I started working. (laughs) You know, I remember being happy before the external pressures of life got on me. I wanted that again. So once you get that, that is possible that you give yourself permission to see yourself living this great life, the courage to take the leap for me was I created a plan B. So uh, in 2004 or so, so that would have been eight years, eight years prior to that, a lady lied on me and said that I gave her classified material. And I got investigated. Like, they read me my rights. You had the right to remain silent, anything you can. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I didn't do anything. So I had enough money saved, but I was, I was going to get paid forever. Right. You know, right. So, but I didn't have enough if it all went south the next day. Right. So I, I appreciate that lady because she made me look at this is you thought this thing was secure is not that secure. So I started saving my money. I started networking with people in my organization and outside of the industry. So when it came down to it at 16 and a half years, I saved about six figures. And I had built my reputation and my credibility and I had gotten job offers all the time. So the leap was. I don't have to put up with this crap. I'm out, and the and I have enough money to sustain myself for a year, mm. six figure lifestyle or less. If I if I take it down a couple of notches and eat every lobster instead of a comic schmix, but uh, <laughs> and but the the week that I left, I got offered four jobs, and the first month that I left, I got offered ten six figure jobs. I mean, people were throwing job offers at me. So when you think about taking a leap, Heather we feel so devalued by not moving and staying in the dark that you're devalued to the point of no value. So my recommendation to women is save your money and start to build your reputation, allow people to know you, and then you'll figure out your full value. I had no idea that I would get so many job offers. um, And I never asked for a job. I never put out a resume. Just in conversation, we're so valuable, but we stay too long in organizations. And then we just feel like, we're trapped there and they call it, oh, I'm just here for golden handcuffs. And you just, you waste away the best parts of your life. It's so true. And I can relate that into so many different areas of my life, not just in business, but, you know, staying too long in relationships. A lot of women do that. Uh, I did that myself. And as a result, my business would go down, you know, to the degree of those uh, what I call this toxic relationships or misaligned relationships. I love the fact that you're mentioning you know, saving your money, you know, it's kind of giving you that cushion, that peace of mind so that you can explore new opportunities, whether you want to leave that job, you want to find another career, uh, you know, or pivot 
in your business. And, and I have to share like a quick little story. I mean, this, this is kind of like, gosh, this was years ago when I had uh, a fitness business. And before I went like full force being an entrepreneur during that time, uh, to make ends meet, I was working at a five-star restaurant and I hated it because it was not me. I was not in, in alignment and I was butting heads with the manager and I'm like, why am I getting a, you know, a crappy section and why is she picking on me? And I even had the customers I was waiting on. I'm like, could you say a good word to my manager? Cause they would praise yeah. me I'm like, Oh, you're so great. So anyways, uh, one night after work, I, uh, I go, I have a drink with one of my girlfriends, um, that I was working with. And I'm like, I, I gotta quit, I gotta quit this job, but I'm in my fear. And so I took out a, a napkin, you know, under my glass of wine and I start, I drew a line in the middle and I started putting pros and cons, you know, of, of working there, not working there. And I realized like, man, I, I could, I could do this business, my business that was in alignment with me at that time, a hundred percent, make more money, create my own schedule. And so by the end of doing that exercise, I obviously saw, you know, I had more cons of working there, more pros of of obviously leaving and starting my own business. And I was so, I was in my fear and it's just a small, silly example. But the funny thing is, and, and this is why I'm like connecting it with your story and your jobs is the moment I made the decision, I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I was allowed to, you know, just really let go of my fear. I made the decision. And the next day I, I get a call from uh, someone in the office there that said, you know, we have an emergency meeting calling everyone in there. And I said, listen, I was going to quit anyways. And they said, well, let me tell you, the restaurant is closing down. And so I was like laughing. I thought that was so funny. And, you know, the, the moral of the story is, you know, like what you're saying, you know, take that leap and let go. And as soon as I did that, I, I was able to, you know, get myself full of clients and create a name for myself. So it just, I love that story, like how you made the decision to leap. You didn't know what was going to happen. Then you had all these job offers. You'd save some money. Um, but I, I just love that mentality. So <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. I think, you know, even, even with your story, Heather, the, if you had not made that decision is what Napoleon Hill talks about and all great leaders do. It's the decision to move. When you move, things will move. Like Ludacris said, when I move, you move, right? I love <laughs> it. When you move, then things will move with you. But had you not made the decision that night, you would have been a victim of the restaurant closing down. Oh my God, what am I going to do for extra money? Right. But you making that decision to take your power back and own your power allowed you to laugh when they say they were closing down. And then you had all of these clients that came to you and it's because of that decision. Yeah. It, it, it's quite extraordinary. I mean, I look at several different things in my life, like mm -hmm. moving to New York, New York City when I didn't know a soul, missed my graduation, um, wanted to be like the next Spike Lee, <laughs> just you know, wanted yeah. to be that independent filmmaker. That was mm -hmm. not the path to, for me, but I think when we go through that kind of unknown and the fear, it really makes us stronger. And like you were saying earlier, we, you know, as we climb the ladder, no matter what position you want, you know, taking on the challenges and even greater challenges is, is necessary in order for yeah. you to own your power um, as a leader. Now, one of the last points that you have on here mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, being committed to the very end. Now, um, I've had a couple businesses. I actually have two now. 
Um, one is a newly released wine label called Fierce Femme. It's all about creating a dialogue uh, for women to, to change in leadership and women owning their power as an entrepreneur. And I will have to tell you, that is not, it's not always been easy. My current business is not always easy. Um, there have been several times when I started out in this career where I was second guessing myself and I wanted to throw in the towel. So I want you to talk about how important it is to be committed and staying to the end. Absolutely. Sorry about that. I got contractors in the bag. Oh, that's okay. But you know, the commitment to the end is, you know, when you take the lead, you have to understand that there is something greater. And even I have a client now that's in uh, Toga, Africa. She's 50. She moved. She quit her job, sold her stuff. Like I have several clients who just break free and they just run away. And, and I love to see how it unfolds. But the, the commitment to see it through is not knowing what's behind the next door. So when you, when you have the courage to step in the one door, then five doors are open for you. Like you have, so now you can just pick which one you want. And now you step into the five and now you have 15 doors to choose from. And now you step into one of those and now you have 60. So it's all about continuing, even not knowing what's behind the door, but as you continue to grow and, and you believe that you're meant to be greater in this world and that there is no end to it, Heather. Like, you know, there is no end to what we're capable of. It, it, it sustains you when you want to quit. Like, I want to quit. I tell you, every quarter, like, I'm like, I'm done. I quit because entrepreneurship <laughs> is madness. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that, but even thinking about the stuff that you put up with at work. So you're willing to put up with this crap at work for a guaranteed check as, as an entrepreneur is you versus you is, I mean, is you in your own head and you have to have the courage to see whether it's, you know, see it through, but it has to be done with strategy. So I have a coach, I've always, like, I've had like five different coaches for different periods of, you know, whether it was my career and now, you know, a coach in my business, but having somebody to get me out of my own head, having somebody to unwind me from the axle or having somebody to give me, you know, at least something to move me forward when I'm done. My coach said, <laughs> I said one day, I'm sorry, it's so funny. Like I was just down, you know, I was PMSing and like something happened and I got some negative feedback on the contract. These guys were nasty and I was just, I'm done. And he was like, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. He said, I don't want to talk to you today because I've never heard your energy like this. So I just like, I just want to, throw, so, so we're going to, so we're going to continue. I'll call tomorrow. So, you know, I think about it's okay to be discouraged, but it's not okay to quit, right? It's okay to fall down because you're going to fail. Anytime you yeah. step out and do something different, you're going to fail and you're going to get it wrong, but it's almost like riding a bike. If you were to start riding a bike and you fall off and you skin your knee, you cry, but you try to get back on until you master it. We don't, you know, but when we become adults, we, 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 we become afraid of failure or looking dumb when you fall down or, you know, what are people going to say and, and, and what's going to happen if I fail? You get back and you, and you do it again. So kids are more fearless, but as we grow, we become less, um, we become more risk adverse and, yes. and we become more concerned about what people say about us and living in the fullness of what we're meant to do. It, it, it's true, you know, because we look at social media, I always call it like a curated life, particularly Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I look at some of these Instagram feeds, I'm like, man, all of these women are like fashion models. I'm like, how, how much time do they have to like, you know, stand yeah. and pose like that? Um, <laughs> That's another story in and of itself, yeah, but yeah. we have to live up to those, you know, a lot of times we feel under pressure, 
uh, mm-hmm. as women, you know, what will other people think? But I like the fact that you men- mentioned having a coach. Um, yes, I think that absolutely. is so critical uh, because, you know, you can be so smart. I don't care what your IQ is, but when it comes to, you know, kind of seeing your blind spots, mm-hmm. uh, having someone help you emotionally shift around, you know, a particular issue. I know for myself, if I'm having like a, what I call my freak out moment, like, oh my God, you know, a cry or whatever, and then I'll get over it, you know? Yeah. So having someone that can walk you through that or not even like tolerate that, like you were saying with your coach yeah. who you said was a male, like, hey, I'm not even going to yeah. talk to you today. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I want to throw up. Like I just, I'm done. Cause I've never heard you talk like this. I don't want to listen to you. Cause it's a waste of time for me. Right. And- and this was like, this may have been like the down moment of the 18 month period, you know, that we, he's like, I, like, this is pointless. Nothing I say to you is going to work. So you do what you do. I said, well, I'm going to eat some ice cream and, you, <laughs> and I'm not doing any work because I know that my time is not effective, but you know, we all have our times. I think as entrepreneurs where, you know, you may feel like something didn't work or you want to quit, but you know, and like I said, is is what Napoleon Hill says, a man is never whipped until he quits in his own mind. So even if I'm, I'm done that day, tomorrow's a new day. And, and if I don't get it right that day, then the next day is a new day. So, you know, let's just eat some ice cream and dance to Beyonce and figure out a way out of this hole and, you know, get over your PMS because that's all you know, chemical imbalance anyway. And then, you know, just go at it another day. So that's that's the goal with women is to, one, is to have the desire to change and, and to never, ever, ever, ever quit. And so we give up so easily on our dreams. You know, you don't even get started out of boxing your own dreams, but you'll spend your lifetime and, and, and succumb to golden handcuffs to build somebody else's. And that's lunacy to me. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. And, and I find a lot of women, um, they do get into their story. So if I'm coaching a woman, I'm like, listen, you're, you're, you're talking about your story, which, you know, once you start engaging that, you're, you're going to fire and, and, and wire that into your physiology. And, and yes. that is not helpful. So I think it's important, you know, obviously to let us, us vent, but at the same mm-hmm. time, to shift the energy and find a better solution. So I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting with your coach who was just like, you know what, I'm not even going to talk to you. <laughs> I love it. You it's know, a good strategy. You know, when I think about the, the stories that people tell Heather, you know, what was your childhood as tragic as you thought it was, right? Like I've, I've talked to people who, one of my clients actually in particular, you know, her childhood was quote unquote tragic until we saw it from a different perspective. So now let's look at your childhood from the rational mind of the adult, like who you are. And she's like, oh, so my father wasn't very strict and he wasn't restrictive. He actually loved us and tried to protect us. That changed her whole life, right? So you rewrite the script with a coach. You can have somebody standing outside of yourself to now offer you perspective back to what you're doing. Or even today, I talked to my client who wasn't charging properly for her consultant business, thinking that, well, you know, I'm new. I said, so when you start to gain the, you know, you have to charge a value now because of all the stuff that you bring to the table and all the things that you've done for free. And then as you increase your value and your knowledge, then your prices increase. You don't do free, yes. <laughs> you know, or in the gutter prices. And so to have that, you know, someone where it's a safe and a secure space and they're not judging you, you know, our whole intent with women is to make them better. And if you do that, you take your, you, you take your feelings out of the equation and say her job, which is, is on team me. And, and if I don't like it, cause I don't like my coach all the time either. <laughs> you know? and, and you shouldn't, they shouldn't be your bestie, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Mm-hmm. 
I, I love this. Christy, this conversation has been so powerful. And I know women that are listening or watching are probably saying, okay, I, I want to get a hold of maybe uh, Christy's books or find out a little bit more about her. Where can they go? They can go to my website at Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, Rutherford, R-U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D, ChristyRutherford.com, or you can send a text to 66866, so you can text the word Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, to 66866, and join my weekly newsletter where I send out videos, I send out information about my books, but for the most part, I like to just share information to allow women to get to the next level and, and live the life that they truly desire, and there's a resource that I give away is called four keys to leave your job and live your passion so it's the four things that you need and this is what we just talked about is getting the clarity of mindset saving your money having the courage and then you know creating that plan to now live the life this juicy skittles farmer's lifestyle that we have so and it's still tough but it's but it's worth it <laughs> I love it I love it such great information Christy and I encourage everyone uh, to go there and, and check out her free resources. Yes. Uh, again, Christy, thank you so much for being my guest today. Awesome. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for inviting me. And I hope that your audience just you gain insight from, from the conversation that we had today. I loved it. So thanks so much for inviting me to, to share my insight. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. And until next time, everyone, if you found this show to be helpful, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review because that's how women, fearless women and fabulous women, find out about this show uh, and want to tune in. Or if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I always say that's Pavlov's bell that uh, helps you get notified on the next episode, or I should say the newest episode. Okay, everyone, have an amazing day. Until next time, this is Heather Picken. Take care. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com. Dot com.